just going to put my stopwatch on because my wife always tells me, you know how to talk, boy, so make sure and put your stopwatch on. I just want to welcome you this morning, whether you are here, whether you've come in since we did the original welcome, or you're here in the room, whether you're in the cafe, where you're listening at home, whether you would say you have been part of the family here in Mount Sandal for years, or whether you would say you've come uh, as part of the journey in recent times, I just want to say it's so good to have you here. And I don't believe God works in coincidences. I believe that you're here for a reason. God wants to speak to you and he wants you to be part of um, his ever-increasing kingdom-building work that's happening, not just with us, but across this area. So you're so welcome here this morning. I hope that your heart will be encouraged um, as you hear a little bit of what God's been up to. Uh, if you've come expecting to hear John Mark, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I am not as concise a teacher. I am not as good at holding my emotions in. I use my hands quite a bit and I express myself like this. So I just apologize in advance. I just get passionate about what I'm speaking about. But I hope that that rubs off a little bit on you this morning. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about this idea of being family on mission. For some of us, you will know what we're talking about on that because you've been part of the journey here the last few years. But instead of just standing here and giving you some sort of stodgy report and saying, hey, isn't it good what we're doing? Yeah, well done, all that sort of stuff. That's, that, that's not how I like to do things. I love to tell the story of what God is unfolding in this area. And I want to invite you in to either see that story revived within you or to hear it for the first time and to come and be part of what God wants to do here in this area of Ireland. So family on mission. Where, let me take you on the, the journey of where we've been so far. If you go back to late 2017, early 2018, um, as the leadership were meeting and discussing what God was laying on their heart, going into early 2018, there was a series called Listening to God. And at that time, the heart was, how do we, not just as leadership, pretend that we're the professionals and we only hear from God, but actually, what is it that God's saying to all of the family here, all of the church family, all of the fellowship here? And there was these things that began to unfurl at that time around seeing that strengthening of the family as we go deeper in our walk with God, but that that would always widen out to allow others to feel welcome and seen and knowledge, acknowledged as being loved by God, that the love that we feel and experience in our hearts as followers of Jesus would overflow into the lives of those around us. And so as that began to unfurl and we listened more to uh, what it was that God was saying to people, give opportunities for feedback on that, uh, there was this growing sense of the words family on mission. We are family together and we're on a mission to see the love and the hope of Jesus overflow into the homes and the hearts of those around us. And God began to identify just areas, areas where his heart was already breaking for. This, i got to say, was not our idea. This has always been God's heart. He's just beautifully and humbly inviting us in to be part of that. And so the four areas, and this is not solely um, 
all about these areas. It's, we want to see God move wherever. But these were areas that God seemed to be bringing an increased clarity around. So there was Mount Sandal here. Let's not forget that God called us here to be a faithful witness and, and, and to, to love this community well. But almost, and it wasn't intended this way, I don't think anyway, by looking through the story, it's almost been like a Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and beyond. There's been the, the Jerusalem, the Mount Sandal as such, and then the Heights area of Coleraine. And then as we move out, oh, a little bit further, Port Stewart. And then as we look at beyond and right across into the south of this island, Sligo, that God was putting on our hearts. And so there's been a momentum that's been building up until last year where there was things beginning to happen there, increased clarity. And the leadership decided at that point that, because we all know the amazing job that JM does in helping to and teach us and lead us, but we cannot allow him to be distracted in that. So they decided they would appoint someone on a part-time basis to begin to just explore this a little bit more and bring us all on the journey with that. And, hey, that's what I try and I'm trying to do. I want to say something to you. I don't have all the answers in this. I'm not an expert. Probably a lot of you are better at the things that we need to be doing. I just want to see those gifts, those passions that you have come to life. This is not about just me doing stuff, but all of us on this journey together. But then, of course, all the lockdowns and the restrictions came. And as I started the role in September, we thought things were beginning to re-emerge a little bit. And boom, within four or five weeks, we were back to being restricted. And that sort of tells you where we've been in the last... 12 months. I want to share this picture with you because this is, I believe, a significant picture that God shared with us at that time as we were beginning to prayer walk. This actually came out of some prayer walking that was happening in Port Stewart, but I think it's right across um, all of the areas. You see, what happens whenever we hit crisis points in life? What everyone will tell you, there's only two options in that. You either fight or flight. When we fight, that means we try to push on through. It's all about effort and struggle, and it leads to frustration and anger. doesn't sound like a good thing, does it? Or we, we flight, we, we, we stand back. We're full of doubt and fear and anxiety, and we say, did God really say this? How, how can we do this at the moment? And we hurl in and sit back. I don't think either of those are good Responses to crisis moments. I think God gives us a third one. Not fight or flight, but we face those crisis moments with faith. With trust in him. And so, as we began to say, I guess pray the prayer of Jehoshaphat. Lord, our eye, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are in you. This is one of the recurrent themes that seemed to come up. Was it? What if God has ring-fenced? We saw his construction site. He's ring-fenced, but the work is still happening behind the scenes. It takes trust to have to keep out and allow God to be God. Hey, Because so often we want to get in the middle. What happens is the work either stops or we get hurt. How about we embrace God's sovereignty? Okay, you've restricted us. We're not happy with it. Whatever your feelings are on it. But we trust you. And so 
This little picture was shared one of those mornings around, if you can see on it, there's like a protection around the tree. And what does that signify? Well, it allows the roots to grow deep. It gives a protection for the roots to grow deep. And what happens when the roots grow deep? The fruit is much more abundant. There's a far better harvest. There's a wider canopy for people to sit under that tree. Maybe that's what God's been inviting us into. But that doesn't mean you sit around and just allow God to do whatever. He's always inviting us to partner with him. And so rather than overcomplicate things, we come back to the basics at that point of love God and love others. I'm talking to myself as much as to anyone else here, but why do we overcomplicate it? And make it more complicated than that. Love God. Love others. That's his command. That's his heart for us. That we would grow deep in our love for him. That we would grow deep in our love for others. And we would see that overflow and spill out. Not just inside one building. But in the communities where he is already. And where his heart is. We just need to catch up with him. Uh, let, me, let me share one more thing with you around that. See, what I sense God saying at that time to us, and I, look, I'm not even going to be as arrogant to say that. I don't know if it was God or not. It might have been just my imagination. I don't know. This is what we kept sensing. God was pressing us into. You see, it's okay to think that physical presence is the answer to everything. But you know we can be physically present and not be faithfully present. Let me say that again. We can be physically present and not be faithfully present. What do I mean by that? Taking what, this love God and love others. We can be present here in a building and not grow in our love for God. We can be present in a building and not grow in our love for others. Both not being faithfully present, physically not faithfully. We can live in a community and have all these brilliant buzzwords about how the church is moving outside the building and God moves in the everyday. And we can be physically present there, but not faithfully present because we're not growing in our love for others and our love for God where we are every day. And so that's been the challenge in the last eight months or so. I felt in the role. How do we be faithfully present in these areas? Even with the restrictions, how do we be faithfully present? Not trying to exceed God, not trying to go above him, not trying to break the rules, but being present within those. And why is that important? Because no matter what the next 12 months, no matter what the next two, three years look like, if we can be faithfully present, it doesn't matter. What comes our way? Because we can be faithfully present and love God and love others wherever we are if we just can grasp that. So what's it looked like in those four areas? I'm not going to share everything. I just want to give you a heartbeat of what has been happening. So in Mount Sandal, the area God called us to all those years ago, we've tried to just be that little bit more faithful in our presence with people. So going back to the word 
early in 2020 from the elders, from the leaders. There were two of them that shared around. They felt God was calling us into this generosity in the year. Generosity with our time, generosity with our faith, generosity with our finances. So it's like, hey, God's already spoken. Let's do that. So there's been moments where we've got to do that, where we've did some giveaways to the neighbours, where we've seen there are people in this community who are serving our community really well, and they're on our doorstep. The hospital, the nursing homes, the nurseries, the schools, the shops, the, the, the GP surgery, the physios around the corner. These are people who are in our community, loving people well. So how do we honour them? them with some little blessings and what God's been doing he's just continuing the connections we have a beautiful thing in this center an anchor point for the community with a cafe that have people in it who are beautifully connecting with the community loving the community so much so that when we're chatting to people on their doorsteps as we did the little giveaways that's what they're talking about they miss being seen and being known and being loved and being acknowledged so how do we take what was in our hand, a coffee shop, and be present with that? <laughs> the girls beautifully offered free tea and coffees on a Tuesday. Why? Just to unconditionally love a community. No agenda. And the agenda is love God, love others. Trying to live it out. There's been beautiful connections that have been ongoing with that. Even the community garden that's here, seeing that schools are beginning to connect with that with people who just want to love this community well. It's not overcomplicated. So what, is, what does that look like in the heights? What does that look like in the heights? That's been strengthening the roots of what has already been going on there for the last two years. Alistair and the team are digging deeper, beautifully being present and serving a community, loving the community well. Seeing God work in people's lives, but strengthening the roots of that Strengthening the core of what's been happening there, laying the foundations, has looked like consistently showing up even during the winter time when we can't do gardens. Little bags of blessing, loving people well. Some people who are just spending time checking in with people. It's seen strengthening the roots of the, 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 the friendship and the unity that there is with the other churches there and inviting other people from other churches onto the steering group or the committee of that. Why? Here's the reason. <laughs> See, sometimes when we get caught up in these areas, we think this is all about some sort of church plant and strategy. That's our way of trying to take control. <laughs> in the heights, let me make this really clear, there's, doesn't seem like there's going to be a church there. That's not a church plant. That's us taking control. There are people already there who love that community, and we just want to get behind like the second row of a scrum and just say, hey, we are with you, and we want to help love you well. A sense of unity and serving a community together, strengthening the roots of what God wants to do there. In Port Stewart, what does that look like, being faithfully present? It's been a couple of couples who we've just, before the restrictions, we were able to meet together at home, take food together, get to know each other, build relationship, turn up and be present at community events like community litter picks and things like this. When the restrictions came, it's easy to step back, but we pushed on into that. Couldn't meet, but we could meet to take communion. We can set up a WhatsApp group, see how people are in need. 
Can I tell you something? We, as a family, have personally felt the love and the affection when people get around you and love you well. Learning to love our neighbours. Not just inviting them to events, but being present and walking through the pain with them. That's strengthening the roots of God's family. And I tell you these things not, I just I feel like I need to say it, this is not a, hey, we're doing so great. This is a, hey, God's starting to do something. Let's get on board with this. And then with Sligo, and I should have said in Port Stewart, there's a, there's a weekly prayer group that meets to prayer walk on a Wednesday morning. And particularly if you live in Port Stewart, I want to say to you, you're welcome to come to that. But anyone is welcome to come to that. Just let me know and we'll try and work that out as best we can within the restrictions. We've done that over the winter time. But God is meeting us. And see, this is where I get carried away. No notes or anything. But God's doing something in Port Stewart that is much bigger than our vision. He's calling people to there. He's bringing people to there. He's got a heart for there much more than ours. Our role is to be present. Keep loving God. Keep loving others. Leave the rest to him. And then in Sligo, what's that looked like? Because I'd love to have been physically present there with them at times. But that's strengthened the roots again. Week after week, a Zoom prayer time where I've been invited into the family there. Getting to know the people, getting to know the needs, understanding that we are not some people who have all the answers coming to an area where we have to help. No, no, no. We come with a sense of, can we sit at your feet and serve and wash your feet and encourage and love you as best we can? And in all these things, the beautiful thing has been Others are getting involved. There's been teams who have been out serving the community. There are teams of people who have been making up little hampers. There are teams of people out prayer walking in the heights. That's another way that things have been strengthened in the heights. Regular prayer walking groups. And so I want to bring this into some sort of application for all of us. Because it's nice to hear what God is doing But the challenge for all of us is he wants you and I to play a part in all of this. So how can I be faithfully present? What I've done is I've given you, rather than me stand and talk about it, I've got some little cards. They're basically little sheets of paper. And on one side of it, it says how to pray. Can I encourage us? One of the things we can do is begin to pray for these areas. There's some generic ways to pray around them. If you want to pray more specifically for these, can you contact me, particularly with, um, say, Sligo? Contact me and I'll give you some more deeper prayer requests that I just don't want to share around. Because people are... (laughs) I'm losing my train of thought again here. This is the problem as well. Sometimes we get up and we want to share these stories, but we forget that there are people behind the stories. And so if you're engaging with someone and they're trusting you with information, if they're trusting you with their heart, church, we have a responsibility to honour that. So not standing at the front and sharing people's deepest problems, but journeying with them in that. So we have some ongoing prayer requests and some ways for you to get involved in all of the areas. 
what I would say is, if you live, particularly if you live in one of those areas, if you live in Mount Sandal, God has you there for a reason. If you live in the Heights or you've moved there recently, God has you there for a reason. If you live in Port Stewart or you've moved there recently, God has you there for a reason. And hey, be open. I think God wants some of us to go to Sligo at some stage. I don't know what for. I'm just putting that out there. God may be stirring your heart. If you live in those areas, get to know your neighbours. Love that community. Be present at events that are happening. If you live in this area, be part of the community team. If you live in the Heights, get involved in digging deeper. See Alistair. Be part of the prayer team. Maybe God's stirring ideas in your heart. If you live in Port Stewart, come and talk to myself or Tim or someone who lives there. And let's just begin to, to see what's been happening beautifully between a couple of couples spread out a little bit. Where we love one another. If you have, if you have stuff that God's put in your heart for Port Stewart... Bring that to the table. Let's lay it on the altar. And hey, if you know anyone else that's pursuing God's heart for Port Stewart, get behind them and pray with them and champion them. This is not a competition. It's God's heart. And if you want to get involved in Sligo, maybe, maybe later in the year, if things allow, we might be able to take a little team down and pray and encourage and serve. I don't know. What I would say is, here's one simple little challenge. Grab one of these cards on your way out, okay? They're, they're at the table here. That's how to pray, how to get involved. But I love to try and simplify things down even further. Because all of us, no matter where we live in one of those areas or not, all of us, there's a call to be faithfully present, to love God and to love others around us. And so often, I've done it myself, we walk inside our houses into our place of refuge and we don't know what our neighbours are going through. We don't know what the, that lady across the street is going through, what that family are suffering with right now. We have the answer. His name's Jesus. He's told us to love his father and to love others. So how about instead of just walking in through your door. And I know, I get it. It's really hard to do this at the moment, okay? But this is being faithfully present. Mark out a little card, nine squares on it. This is not my idea, I have to say. This comes from a beautiful book called The Art of Neighboring. This says, love where you live. Put yourself at the center of that. And who are the eight houses around you? Who are the eight closest people to you? If you live out in the country by yourself, who are the eight people that you seem to come into contact with most? Not your family. I mean like work colleagues, the barista in the coffee shop, the delivery driver who's coming to your door. Here's the challenge. Three things in each box. What's their name? It's pretty easy. Just say hello, what's your name? Second thing, something about them. Now, I don't mean... Something that you just know without having to talk to them, like he's a DVD driver, or they've got beautiful flowery curtains in their house, whatever. I mean, something that you have to engage with them a little bit. And then here's the third, where I want to push in a little bit. Where's the needs in their life? And now, I don't mean, and if you're, if you're listening at home to this, and you, and you don't, wouldn't say you're part of a church, I don't want you to think you're a project. No, no. You're a person who has value, and we just want to get alongside you to help you to realise that. 
We want to love you well. Sometimes we need a little bit of framework to help us in that. So who are the people beside you? Something about them. What are their needs? Some of you could fill this out already. Keep doing what you're doing. I want to learn from you. I find this a challenge. And I, and I encourage us all to take this this morning. Just a little bit of a challenge. So as we go forward, the journey continues. God is consistently inviting us into his mission. His mission. Not ours. His mission. Are you going to accept? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that it is your heart to love people well. It is your heart that has created them with a plan and a purpose and an identity that is found in you. And I thank you for the people in our lives who took time as they love God to love us, to love me, to love whoever. Would we take that as our foundation and build on that? That's our inheritance. People have done that in the past. And this is our generation. This is our time that you have us alive for. And we want to always love you. We always want to be able to gather and to praise you. But we realize that at times, I haven't done it as well outside this building. We maybe haven't been as faithfully present as we could be. So we need your help with that. So Father, would you fill us afresh with the love of Jesus? Would you fill us afresh with the empowerment of your Holy Spirit? That we would follow the Jesus way. <laughs> that we would live out his great commission. That we would follow his words to love the Father and to love others. So I pray for everyone here this morning. I thank you for them. I thank you that you have placed them in their homes, in their workplaces, in their families for a reason. That's who you are. You don't do things by chance. You're a sovereign God. And so would you awaken us to that so that we may be more intentional in our everyday. We thank you, Lord, for what you've been doing in the last few years. We thank you for what you've been doing in the last few months. But we offer that to you as our sacrifice. We don't need any plaudits. We just say thank you for inviting us to be part of that. Bless the communities that we've talked about. Lord, would the people there, your people, your creation, your loved ones, become so aware of your presence that it radically transforms their lives and the communities there. Not for our glory, but for yours. We love you. We ask these things in your name. Amen.